From one islander to another, Isle of Wight Radio proudly presents John Hannam Meets. Delighted to welcome Laura Main to John Hannam Meets. Nice to meet you. Really nice to meet you too. Currently, of course, in Straightman Musical at the Mayflower Southampton. Yeah. Where we are backstage at the moment, playing Fiona, of course. I am, yeah. I came the other night and uh, I didn't know anything about Shrek, which was great. You hadn't uh, even seen the, no, the animation? nothing oh, at wow, all. Lovely. And I came in and I was blown away because it's absolutely terrific. Oh, that's great to hear. I love the show. It's got so much to it. It's, it's very funny. I think the songs are great. It looks fabulous. It's so magical. But um, young and old love it. You know, it appeals to everybody. I went to see it because um, I haven't been doing the whole tour and I went to see it in Nottingham and I can say from an audience point of view, I felt the same. I, I really enjoyed my evening. It's the first time I've ever watched you in a show or a television show without crying, right? Oh! <laughs> because I've watched every episode of Call of And my partner always rings me up because I watch it late at night and she says, you'll be crying in a minute. And of course, oh, I yes. usually am because... Uh, it gets you every series. week, doesn't it? Yes, it I does. know. I've, that's been an extra special, you know, <laughs> job as well. It really has. And I can't believe how many years we've been getting to do it because of because of that audience reaction. You know, we're, we're getting to still make it. It's, it's lovely. Laura, there's a couple of scenes in this that perhaps the uh, the sisters at Natata's house wouldn't uh, well <laughs> wouldn't have enjoyed. I, when I was watching you, suddenly you sort of. When I, party, yeah. when I ripped my skirt off, exactly. do you mean? And it's sort of Bucks Fizz moment. Exactly. And I've got spangle pants on and um, glittery, um, sparkly fishnets. And um, I do a tap dance. Yes. And there's also that song which ends in... Um, Rather windy. <laughs> yes, a few windy pops. I mean, I love the whole show, but the start of the second half, I think, is quite fantastic. It is. Because you sing a, you know, you, you have a big number in that, I don't do. you? I do. Yeah, you open act two with Morning Person. Yes. Um, which, it's it's that sort of, um, the classic princess, you know, she's singing to the birds and talking to the deer. But yes, it's classic, but not, because it's, it's kind of off the wall and, and a lot of fun to be had. And then there's, uh, the Pied Piper comes along and she starts tap dancing with giant rats yes, <laughs> as you yeah. do <laughs> that's very i love it when you see the feet the yes rats. it's yeah. clever it really isn't works it well. yeah yeah it's so good sort of your versatility isn't it because we'd all seen you um well yeah. in corner midwife uh-huh. uh, yeah. and you look so different but it's really great for your career isn't it i think i think so yeah i, I hope so it feels like they go together i don't know what what do i mean by that but you know getting you know i grew up doing lots of musicals you know that's that's what I thought I would do, if I'm honest. Um, and then I went to Weber Douglas Academy of Dramatic Art. That was a street acting school. And although my first job was a musical of sorts, it was Alice in Wonderland and it was at the Royal Shakespeare Company. So it was one of those kind of Christmas shows with song, you know, as opposed to sort of a musical. Um, and I dabbled. I did sort of little projects like um, Rodgers and Hammerstein stuff at small theatres in London, what you would call fringe theatres, mm. Vinborough, um, Southwark Playhouse, I did company there. So I would keep my hand in because I did, you know, it's sort of like my first love, really, musical theatre. So it's lovely to get the opportunity to to sort of now do this. I feel like it's part of the Call the Midwife journey, do you know what I mean? That I'm now, you know, getting to play play this part. Um, 
and but it's it is good to do it's 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 nice to work in different ways you know um it's not just play different characters but you know to use different skills or try and learn those skills you know yeah it's, it is nice to do thanks john <laughs> when i was watching the show there's one scene when uh, it's like a, a bird or a duck in a nest and i thought it was orville's chick for a minute <laughs> <laughs> Keith Harrison Orville, very silly, but not cry. green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bobby Crush wrote that. <laughs> yes, the bird doesn't get to fly. Um, yes, it comes to yes, a bit of an. Um, well, I don't want to give away that gag either, but no. yes, it doesn't survive. And you're here at the Mayfair until December the eighth, aren't you? We are. Yeah, yeah. So we're here for another week. Yeah, we do a couple of midweek matinees. We do a Wednesday and a Thursday matinee and a Saturday matinee as well. Um, so we're certainly kept kept busy. <laughs> dad was a fish merchant, wasn't he? Your dad? Yeah, yeah. He that's that's what what he did for many years. He's retired now. It's funny, my mum mentioned actually, you know, coming to, you know, a coastal town. Do you, do you sort of feel like you're, you know, it's going a little home? bit like going home? Yeah. Um, I'd say, you know, bizarrely Sunderland, I felt like that. Maybe that's just because it's, you know, the sort of east coast and further north. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, I feel it feels too much like home. But yeah, that's what that's what, what dad did. Lots of fish at home. <laughs> and mum was a school teacher for a while. Wasn't yeah, you? yeah. She wasn't a school teacher once she had children. No. Um, so I never knew that side of her. Um, was she strict at home then or not? <laughs> not in the slightest. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm saying that because I'm the youngest of three. So often they mellow a bit don't they but no you know mum and dad were sort of a little bit you know older by the time they had kids and you would have thought that might have meant they were you know really straight but no they they weren't at all and they were really encouraging actually they never never forced us to do anything but they sort of just encouraged us to give things a go and that's sort of how I ended up doing acting because my mum found these classes that you could do in Aberdeen local council put on these classes you would do was music art drama you know all sorts of different things but it was the dancing and in particular the dancing teacher that struck a chord with me and I was doing the tap class in shorts and trainers because I didn't have the dance gear (laughs) and she kind of said to me at the end of the week you know I think you should you know do this you don't have to come to me but but it but I went home, I was like, it's got to be Miss Berry. And, you know, so there was, she wasn't the nearest dancing teacher, but then there was dad having to sort of drive me there every, you know, twice a week. But they definitely kind of let us try lots of things. And, and yeah. You played Annie it's... when you were 14, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Lovely gosh. part, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Again, it was all through meeting this dancing teacher. You know, she was choreographing the Annie. It was a new amateur group that was forming and so they needed kids in it and you know I auditioned thinking that you know it'd be one of the one of the orphans but they then they then split the role between me and this other girl actually it was lovely and um and that was a sort of a great opportunity really you know because then it was you know you're not just dancing because I would say I'm not a dancer <laughs> I can dance a little bit but to then do that with a bit of singing and a bit of acting you know, and and do all three. That was that was great, and and yeah, and through this dancing teacher as well it was, if there was a professional show coming to the big theatre in Aberdeen, then you know she would say to some of the mums and dads, oh maybe so and so should audition. So then there was a couple of 
a couple of professional things as well. And that's when you, it was the sound of music, actually. I was going to say, you were a Von yeah. Trapp then, weren't you? Yeah, and yeah. that had Christopher Casanova and Liz Roberts Did in it. it. Oh. Yeah, oh. and it was a, just a wonderful, beautiful production. And I remember standing backstage waiting to go on and thinking, gosh, adults do this for a living. <laughs> you know, this is, a, this is something you can, you can do. Um, and yeah, so I suppose the seed kind of grew a bit more there, you know. It's interesting because we're at the Mayflower and sometimes when they have local groups in with big shows and the kids are fantastic. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. I know, I know. It's, um, it's lovely. It's sometimes I'll meet kids at the stage door and you can often tell the ones, you, I say to them, do you do theatre, you know? And, and I remember going to the stage door and getting autographs of people. And so it's, I don't know, I just really enjoy that, that bit and hearing what they're up to. Put that light out! I'm trying to relax and listen to John Hannum. Laura, some of your early tellies, you did the Foresight Saga quite early on, oh, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did, You yeah. were Mary in that, weren't you? Mary, it was a small role, um, yes. but it was, um, yes, you were thinking, who was Mary? Um, <laughs> it was Fleur's friend, so it was Forsyth Saga 2, yeah. and they'd gone, gone forward in time, and um, that was my first first TV, and it, it was great. I'd done, well, I'd done the Odyssey, as I said, yeah. and then it was Regent's Park Open Air Theatre doing Shakespeare's there, and so it was, it was exciting to get to to do a period drama. I used to love Monarch of the Glen because you appeared in that, didn't you? Uh, yes, I was a big Monarch of the Glen fan. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can remember walking up and seeing Glen Bogle House for the first time. Really? Yeah, and it was so exciting. And do you know what? Sometimes when I walk on to our set and we're in Anatta's houses, yeah. I sometimes have a similar kind of feeling and I think... Gosh, if I was guesting on this and I walked up and saw Nanata's house for the first time, it would be like when I saw Glen Bogle House. When you did Murder City, that was a bit yeah. different because you did 10 episodes. So it was a longer running thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was great because it was, you know, those, you know, other things you should say, they were exciting to get to do, but then they're over before you know it, you hmm. know. And so to get to do two series of Murder City... It had Chris Marshall and Amanda Donahoe were the leads. And then, you know, I was... You were a DC in that, weren't you? Yeah. 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 And so to get that camera time, I suppose, you know, which is... You don't don't learn much of that, of course. You know, growing up, it was all stage work at drama school. You know, it's all theatre-based, really. You might do the odd sort of TV workshop. So to get that, that chance was just invaluable, really. You did Holby, Father Brown, The Mill, oh, Doctors. Yeah. I love The Mill. That was a good show. Series, the Mill, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, my character came in in the second series. Um, and so, yeah, I was a big fan of that show. I thought it, thought it was absolutely brilliant. It was set in the north in, mm. in a cotton mill. And, and so there was this family that had um, migrated there. And so we were from down south. And, um, yeah, the incomers. Um, it was good, re- really great great to do and I did that in one of one of my breaks from Call the Midwife so it was yeah it was, it was good to so to Call the that. Midwife 2012 still going isn't it obviously you've done over 60 episodes of that have I really yeah I mean I've been in every episode you have. so I think I've done 61 <laughs> that's unbelievable <laughs> I can't believe it I know gosh gosh and hopefully some more next year yeah <laughs> 
I read somewhere that you, it was sort of a history lesson to you in a way because you you sort of found out some history of late 40s, early 50s. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there is a misconception that sometimes it was just after the end of the war, but it was actually 1957 that the um, series first began. But I think it looked... Some, it, it, it was still very much, you know... Britain was rebuilding itself yeah. and and so the difference from 1957 to we're now in 1964 it's been a very gradual change so we've gone forward a year with each each series it means we age at the same rate so that's handy but it just means that you can talk about different different things it's so accurately researched and and so they'll never discuss something until you know for example from the thalidomide mm. um that we had in series five we couldn't have touched upon that until we got to series five you know as historically you know those those episodes that you just feel really feel really proud that mm. you know it's it's tackling things that often aren't discussed a very well-known person on the Isle of Wight, sadly he's died now, they had a thalidomide baby and who I interviewed uh-huh. once for my show and uh, that was very sad. We'd, we had no arms, you yeah. know. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of us knew a lot about that and it, it, yeah. it was so spot on, that part yeah, of the series. Yeah, it really was. It, it was that thing where Dr Turner said, I'm prescribing this and it's got thalidomide and half of the audience shuddered because they remembered Mm. and the other half you know the young folk didn't realize the significance of of giving a pregnant lady that that drug and then subsequently learned about it so it it's sort of it's so clever because it really does work in so many ways and does appeal to young and old so sister bernadette well, yeah, I began as Sister yes. Bernadette. I know two series as Sister Bernadette. and um, yeah. I think it was very clever because in series one, there was a particular scene where you were in front of a mirror. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and just imagining if you weren't going uh-huh. to be a nun. Yeah. And that was, was that a bit of a hint of what was to come or not I really? I think it was. I didn't know what what Heidi Thomas had, had planned. And I'm not entirely sure. I still don't know whether that was always her sort of what she thought would happen to the character I think she does you know work with us and see what we're sort of bringing but she gave me this lovely opportunity because other than that she'd been very much a sort of part of the ensemble and um, in the group scenes but this was a moment where she was on her own Mm. and so you're kind of getting to wonder what what's she longing for what's she wishing for all the girls had gone off on the dance on a Saturday night out and um, (laughs) yeah there was a sort of a, a hint of a romance in the next series, wasn't yeah. there? And I think when you get something like that, it's a very riveting storyline, isn't it? Because everybody's hoping uh-huh. that you were going to get together I with know. the Doctor, and you did, of course. I know. Again, you know, you don't get to see all the episodes in advance. And there was talk of them getting together, but I never knew for sure. So you kind of were playing that sort of, well, I guess the internal battle of, you know, what, what life was she going to choose, you know, with each episode? And, yeah, that felt like a real gift to get to, to do that journey. Because you adopted a baby to start with, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they had a tough old Series 3 because um, she'd had tuberculosis and that, and then she discovered that she couldn't have children. So um, she was, you know, devastated and, and they eventually adopted and she's so lovely. Little 
Alice, um, <laughs> Angela, play, Alice um, is the girl that plays her. And so we've had, we've known her since she was six months old and she's now, gosh, I think, is she five? And um, she came to see Shrek, actually. Yes. Oh. Yeah, she was in my dressing room afterwards looking. She was a little bit sort of unsure because I was, you know, I wasn't dressed as either Laura or <laughs> Sheila. I was sort of, yeah, slightly green tinged still. And But she'd really enjoyed the show. And, yeah, it's great getting to work with, you know, we've got Max who plays Timothy and he's yeah. now off to university. Wow. Yeah. How do they get such young babies? Because they're... I don't know how they do it, because they look as if they've been born a couple of minutes. I know. I mean, I think... I don't think they're ever more than two two weeks for the birth scenes. Yeah. And it's all... I think it's all done through agencies now. Yes, it's very strict guidelines how you, how you get babies, but I'm pretty sure the first series, I hope I'm not saying something I shouldn't, but I'm pretty sure the first series it was literally a notice up in the local hospital, you know. And um, and then as time's gone by and more and more people know what Call the Midwife <laughs> is, they'd quite like to have that footage of their baby. I must say, you're, you've got superb on-screen chemistry with Stephen, obviously. Oh, Stephen yeah. McGann, one of the great I McGann know. family. I know, I just love working with Stephen. It's a real sort of partnership and friendship and we look after each other. You know, I say we look after, he probably looks after me a bit more, you know, (laughs) a little bit more experienced. But um, yeah, and I think all that helps with the chemistry if you're sort of on the same sort of, um, you're rooting for each other, you know. So I do love those, I love all my scenes with Stephen and, and we get on great. He's a really interesting guy. You can talk to him about absolutely anything. And he's, mm. you know, written this um, history of his family and, um, you know, he's he, you know he's a writer as well. And yeah, yeah, he's, yeah really um, fascinating guy. I've got a CD with all the boys sort of singing. They did a CD together several years ago. Oh, yeah. And they all sort of take solos. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. Well, we, me and Stephen have done a bit of singing for children <laughs> in need, yeah. <laughs> so he, do, he does like to sing. Ooh, I could crush a grape. Test driver Tonka, if it isn't John Hannum Meats. As you mentioned earlier, you've done other things. You did State Fair, didn't you? Oh, yeah, that was um, one of my Rogers and Hammersteins. Mm. Yeah, at the Finborough Theatre, which was a 50-seater. And um, we did it for a month. And, you know, maybe you haven't been on stage in a while. You know, an opportunity comes up and you think, do you know what? No, I need to do this. I need to sing again. I need to be on stage. So you do it. And we had Andrew Lloyd Webber in the audience one, one, one evening. Yeah, yeah. So you just never know, do you? <laughs> the God. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I know. And it was um, it was just around about the time that he was doing the shows where he was a judge. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it was honestly like a two-hour two hour audition, you know, him and his... In his throne, but um, yeah, just a regular seat in the, in the Finborough. For a while, they had sort of this TV thing, didn't they, where they got different actors for different parts. Yeah, and... yeah. And a lot of those people, it turns out a lot of them are trained, aren't they? Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was, they got great people and, you know, who were, you know, very, very qualified for the job. And I guess it raised their profile and the profile of the show. It was a sort of, yeah. It, it was a marketing sort of thing, wasn't it? And launched a few mm. a few careers, you know. Mm. So there is a Call the Midwife Christmas special, I guess. There is, yes, yes. Any 
clues or not really i'm trying to remember what i'm allowed to say because because i was um in plymouth when we had the press launch i can't remember what what's been revealed and what hasn't been but um i do know that we've spoken that we've got miriam margulies joining yes. call the midwife which just we were all so excited about that um and bit of an unusual character for call the midwife she it's sort of it's one of those ones that it was almost like, of course, you yes. know, and um, she's wonderful because she's so funny. But um, some of her speeches are just sort of riveting, you know. They were sort of just wonderful to sort of sit and listen to when you're sort of acting. So I loved working with her. But yeah, we go to. I think we announced that we go to the the mother house right. um, in Chichester. So we've talked about this place yes. a lot, but we've never ever been there. Um, so that we go there for the first time. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and it's really interesting. It's, I mean, again, Heidi Thomas writer, it's so clever, you know, because there's, of course, there's so many things, you know, they're needing a new mother superior. It's 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 looking very possible that it could be Sister, Sister Julienne. So that's her right. storyline and um, her fears. For me, it's... Um, I get involved to sort of help out. I'm very good at administration, you so <laughs> I get um, called down um, to help out. And then I get sort of pulled in emotionally in an unexpected way. And, you know, even just to be back at this place where, you know, my character, I've never been personally, you know, Laura, but, you know, my character had spent time there, you know, um, 10 years ago, you know, or, you know, before, before we started filming. So this, it's just, it just builds and builds and gets richer, I suppose, the world, you know, the more that, the more that we get to, to make it. Just away from work before you go, London Marathon you did, didn't you? I did, I did. I think that's one of the things I'm honestly the most proud of, you know. I always said to myself, I'll never, ever do a marathon. I really didn't think I would. And then the opportunity came up it was Helen George from the show Trixie she did it one year and so she came up to me one day and she said have you thought about this I says oh no definitely not definitely not and then I think Jack did Jack Ashton who played plays Tom the Vicar so then there was suddenly this opportunity and I'm an ambassador for Ascent Bali which is for vulnerable children um in southern Africa and I'd and I'd been out there and seen the work they do and I thought do you know what no I want to do the marathon this year and I'm going to do it for Centre Bali and it was the most incredible you know day of my life <laughs> you know I'll never forget it um and we did mention earlier you're a runner too and you're an inspiration because you run twice a week so I'm going to make sure I keep it up <laughs> I'm not going to run against you though <laughs> <laughs> no I heard your first time it was much better than mine <laughs> So back to stroke, this is terrific for you, isn't it, really? Because it, it, as it we is. said earlier, it, it's completely different to seeing you and Call the Midwife. Yeah, the is. first time you came on stage, I thought, oh, yes, it is you. Oh, you know? really? <laughs> I know. I have to admit, I, you know, I've played Sheila for so many years now that one of the first performances of Shrek, just before I popped my head out through the book, yes. that's how it opens. Very clever, that, by the <laughs> it's way. It's fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And what did I do? But I went to my face to push up my glasses and then went, oh, no, no, you're not Sheila, you're Princess Fiona, because <laughs> that's what I do before every day. Yes. I always push my glasses up. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just so much fun to be on stage and to, you know, to play a big space and to, you know, to sing and to dance. It's, 
it's so big and then you go to filming and it's everything's so much more intimate and then then there's the joy in that and I feel like I've oh no I feel corny saying this but, on, but I feel like I've benefited like Sheila's benefited from me doing this I think just to get to exercise you know and you know just do lots of you know different types of acting I think it's it's really kind of good it keeps you keeps you fresh I was going to say people are probably surprised by your voice because you've got a very strong voice and you've got one or two really good numbers in so uh, I think one or two might be that don't know you sing will be quite surprised perhaps yeah yeah I guess so I guess so um yeah yeah I um and I think you it's very easy to pigeonhole yourself as well actually because you know although I did all this growing up because I didn't do so much of it as a professional you start to think okay maybe that's not for me and and maybe that isn't my strengths um and then you get the opportunity and discover that you still love it and well (laughs) unless you're just being kind but (laughs) um you know I'm doing all right in it so it's it is nice to get to do this so you're here at the Mayflower until December the 8th yes and then I think Christmas time you're in Leeds I'm in Leeds yeah we're in Leeds from the 18th of December to the 6th of January so yeah we we finished the tour there we opened in Edinburgh for Christmas and that's where we opened the show and here we are sort of ending it in in Leeds but it's been a great year we're going to just really enjoy I think we're just at that stage where it's like we're going to make every performance count you know and it is a show which is good at Christmas because obviously children tend to go to the theatre as well at Christmas yeah children just just love the show it's so magical and funny and and colourful and and I think it's got such a great message as well for for us all just to you know be who you are and you know let's celebrate our differences and um it's it's a great sort of thing to to take them to you know instead of a pantomime or as well as a pantomime you know but it's it's you know a pant is often a way you know children's first experience of going to the theatre and you know I think this would be as well you know know, oh sorry I just suddenly spotted the picture of my nephews and my niece and they I mean they've been to the theatre already but it's been so exciting seeing their reaction to the show I will have to admit I was a little bit nervous because yes. I'm thinking they've never seen me on stage and they're going to think <laughs> what on earth is Andy Laura up to but they've um they've come to see the show loads of times and they sort of play the soundtrack all the time and sing the songs they're big Shrek fans now Laura, thanks for your time. Thanks, John. Uh, and uh, really nice to meet you. And you. I'm going to be honest now. If I could have interviewed anybody from... Uh, oh, who would you have liked? Collingwood, what if... Uh, Jenny it would have been you. Oh. No, I interviewed Jenny many years ago. Oh, she's well, you've done Jenny. Such That's a lovely good. Lady. She's lovely, isn't she? And Stephen I've interviewed. And Stephen, um, nice. You yeah. were on my hit list. Oh, uh, so great. You thanks can for your time. Off. <laughs> thank you. Wish your career a continued success. Oh, thank you, John. It's great, he's got a swell personality He meets and greets the stars with such amenity Good enough to make you coming out of the street John Hannameet That's right You've been listening to John Hannameet's courtesy of Isle of Wight Radio Don't forget to look at my website johnhannam.com for news of more interviews and how you might purchase my books Thanks for listening Bye bye for now